Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. If you're watching on ESPN News, we're showing you the South Street Seaport, just a few feet from where we are, the beautiful, beautiful. water, the New York City skyline, and it's Man. day one for us mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. in that New York. Nice. Nice. You <laughs> ain't trying to get in that East River water, though. <laughs> First of all, I'm not trying to get in no water other than bath water. Okay. And maybe a pool that's six feet. Other than that, I don't. I'm not an ocean dude. So then the studio's in the that. worst spot possible because we're right here in the South Street Seaport. Water everywhere you look in every direction here, Kate. Yeah, but I'm not getting in it. That's <laughs> for sure. Um, you know, when we go on vacation, I don't get in the ocean. You I don't? Sit. Why not? Man, for what? For who? You to know, get I, in the water. Why do you get thing, in the pool? Because I can see down the pool and I know what's there and I can stand up in it. Because I'm one of them dudes, yes, I cannot swim. If you really want to know. No, I can't swim. Keyshawn. I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your mind. You can stand up in the ocean. No, 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 no. You go you, too you, far out, go, it drops. If you go and to then, the Caribbean, and then, and then, and then on top I of that, with them. there's things underneath that you can't see that just with teeth and they grab. I'm not <laughs> what nah. is this? teeth, man, or whatever. It's not the sign for things under. <laughs> Never Underneath, mind. grab me, Morning seaweed, TV. something. This is a great opportunity if Shark Week wants to jump on as a sponsor. <laughs> I mean, just call us right now, 888-ESPN, so the think, timing. You think sharks pl- don't play, huh? You, no. you really – I love that. When people really think sharks are just like <laughs> – and they're not going to get you and do nothing to you. They're no, there I, with teeth for a reason. I get afraid when I'm on the paddleboard. If I fall, like I'm like, they can mistake me for a seal. I don't like it. If you don't recognize our three voices, I hope you'll be with us every single weekday mm-hmm. with Keyshawn Johnson, the number one overall pick in the 96 NFL draft. He knows this city well that we're in. And Jay Williams, the number two overall pick in the 2002 NBA draft. He, too, knows this city very well. Yes, I'm Zuber Mahenti, undrafted. And, and, and you, too, know this city very well. <laughs> That's right. We're ready to go here. And what's interesting, real quick, this is a brand new day for ESPN Radio. We've got one of the NFL's great legends hanging on. We'll be with the great Joe Theismann in 30 seconds. You'll have Mike Greenberg returning to radio today at noon Eastern time. Max Kellerman coming up at 2 p.m. Eastern time. So the brand new ESPN Radio. All of our guests on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin will join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. And that includes the great Washington quarterback, Joe Theismann. He joins us this morning. Your old team has made some huge news here, Joe. I want to go one at a time because this has been a day for your old squad. First things first, Alex Smith cleared for all football activities. For fans that may not know, you essentially had the exact same injury he did about 33 years prior. For you in 85, for Alex Smith in 2018, shattered tibia and fibula. If you could talk to him right now, you obviously had the road to recovery that he's about to embark on. Joe, what would you tell him? Well, Joe, first of all, congratulations, you guys, on the show. I mean, you're just funny as heck. And Key, I got to tell you something. I'm not a big walk around in the ocean guy myself. Smart. Um, <laughs> Smart. I mean, just I'm telling you, you know, it's like there are little things. There are little things and big things in there that just let you know that it's their territory, not yours. And you're visiting. And that's all it is. So <clears throat> give me a, you know, I'll, I'll fill up the sink a little bit, you know, play a little bit in the water there. That's about it. <laughs> um, but no, I, Alex and I actually have, con- we've had continuing conversations over the last couple of years and, uh, I'm just so excited for him. Um, the journey has been so difficult. The injury that we suffered were similar in the fact that both of our tibial and fibulas were broken. Uh, same day, same place on the field, same score of the game, you know, three-time defensive players of the year. Each of us were taken out by all those similarities. But that's really where it ends because Alex went through so much more. He had four different bacterias attacking his leg. He came within 24 hours of losing it. If you, you watch the Project 11 on ESPN, um, you, you saw what he went through to get where he is. 
And uh, I have so much respect, so much admiration. And he, he, I can't tell you how excited he is. And I'm equally as excited because I'm sort of living vicariously through him now because I wanted to come back. You know, you guys know, you know, listen, whether it's the NBA, whether it's the NFL, when you're hurt and you can't play, it, there's a void. And then you, you just wait for that moment to get back into competition because we're competition junkies. That's who we are. And I'm so excited for him. But, yeah, Alex and I have communicated a lot over this period of time. I sent him a text, you know, yesterday just congratulating him. Welcome back. It's been a long journey. I mean, the, the guy carried rocks underwater to train. Uh, you think that coming back from this was going to be tough for him? Um, and then you get people saying, hey, look, you know, why would he do it? He has everything. You know, he, you, you, it, isn't, it isn't about economics. And this is what I think a lot of people don't understand. Why would he do this? He does it because he loves the game. I think he does it because he wanted to prove something to himself. But even more importantly, with the hard work that he has put in, the quality of his life, to be able to spend time with his kids and do things after the game is over for him will be so much better than it would be if he just said, you know, I'm not going to put the time and effort. So I'm, I'm excited for him. I'm thrilled for him. Um, and now, now he's in, a, now he's in a, you know, a three-man competition for the quarterback job. Uh, Joe, let's turn now to the team. Get off of Alex Smith for a minute here and turn to the team. You obviously won the Super Bowl there, played for a number of years, been a part of the organization. In watching Daniel Snyder take over the team when he bought the team from the beginning, there was always the running of the name change. It finally happened several months ago. What's your thoughts on what they've done and where they're headed with the name change? Well, I, I think I think they made a, a very good decision, not hastily trying to find a name. Uh, the Washington football team will be called that now probably for the next 12 to 18 months until uh, a thorough examination of what the name will be going forward. I think that that's an excellent decision. Where, where's the haste uh, to try and just name the football team? I think they want to make sure that they have the right name the right logo and they're taking the time to do it and i think the hiring of of jason wright is also a great move by the organization which i know you were going to get to next i think that you've got a young you've got a young guy it's it's a young person's game um ron's going to run the football operation and jason looks like he's going to run the business side of it and and so you have you have young people uh you're moving in the right direction when it comes to hirings and uh, there's some very positive steps going forward now uh, for the Washington football team. Do, do you feel like Daniel Snyder and hiring Jason and, and letting Ron run things that he's just kind of going to be an owner, a Bob Kraft, just stay away and let the coaches and the front office people do their job? Is he finally going to do that? I, well, he has actually, Key. It's just, you know, sometimes you just don't have the people in place that you really want, but you tried to step away. I mean, Dan has uh, done that um, over the last you know, number of years. It's just that the situation hasn't presented itself in the right way. I mean, just, just from an on on-field situation, I think there have been 37 quarterbacks that have started in Washington since I got hurt 36 years ago, 35, 36 years ago. You, you, without consistency at that position, it's very difficult to have any kind of success. They've gone through a number of coaches. For whatever reasons, I mean, the last three years, I think the Washington football team has led the league in guys on IR. So you've had all these different situations play into 
part of the problems that existed. I think that, you know, what Dan has done is he's got a guy in Ron Rivera that he, you know, that you're, it's a football operation. You choose the players, you set the culture, you do these things. On the other side of it with Jason now, there's a business aspect of it. It's a young mind. It, it, you know, he, hi- he hired a very, very good person. He hired a smart person. He hired somebody who, who I think could take this football team in the direction that they want this football team to go in. And that's what I'm excited for, for Jason. So Kyle Allen, Dwayne Haskins, or incredibly Alex Smith, one of them is going to be the opening day starter for the Washington football team. Joe, really appreciate your perspective this morning, and we'll certainly have you back soon as the NFL season commences September 10th. Thank you for everything, and congratulations on your great career and your comeback that hopefully Alex Smith will be able to emulate. Thanks, guys, and good luck going forward. Thank Thank you very much. That's the great Joe Theismann. One thing I wanted to quickly say here, Jay, um, he mentioned it in his interview, and he just sort of glossed over it because he talks about this all the time. But just think about the parallels. Both of these guys were injured on the very same day. Joe Theismann, November 18th, 1985, on Monday Night Football. Alex Smith, November 18th, 2018. They were both injured by three-time Defensive Players of the Year. Lawrence Taylor took out Theismann famously on Monday Night Football, if you're old enough to remember that. And J.J. Watt, a three-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year, took out Alex Smith. It's crazy. The final score of both games played on that day, 23-21. Theismann wow. recovered fully. That's, that just blows your mind. Yeah. Theismann recovered fully, and we certainly hope Alex Smith will do. Zubin, he said something real quick, though. Yeah, he said that you know people say to Alex Smith, why would you come back to play? You have everything. Well, players who have everything, I understand that. But at the same time, you've always played like you've had nothing. Mm-hmm. See, it's hard to but turn I'm, that switch I'm one, on. I'm one of those dudes, though. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Well, I, I'm I, I look at the leg and I look at all of that. It just it to have to go through all of that rehab you don't to try know. and play football no, I'm telling opposed you, Keith, to walking. From somebody who's been through you it, know? you don't know anything else. It becomes who you are. Becomes no, I get it. What you I do. understand. This ultimately will come down to Alex Smith. He will have to choose. Because if he gets hit a couple of times, you're going to have to choose inevitably. What do you love more, football or your family? Unfortunately, it's going to come down to that with his leg. If he gets hit the wrong way, you have to factor that in. Obviously, that was something you've gone through as well personally. Kind of take us inside your decision here as we wait for one of the big baseball games. Well, my decision wasn't in a barbaric sport like football, though. Like, you know, I got hit. You might need a knee, things of that sort. But Keyshawn, you know how it is. When you got guys, these defensive linemen who are 6'4", 335 pounds, can run four threes like it's it's insane to see if they hit you the wrong way and it's not even necessarily about Alex being hit it's more about the mental aspect of it. Z. it's it's where's his brain when they start around his legs just in the in the pocket where he has to slide up and all of a sudden somebody gets pushed into him and you got all that weight coming down on him he has to step up into the pocket to throw it then he has to scramble to try to get out of bounds and run or the mind says should I slide or should I just stand up and run out of bounds. All of those sort of things is what's going to play in his mind. And I just want you to know, I want him to be successful. I want him to come back and be incredible if he is. But ultimately, you're going to say, if you get hit the wrong way, like, can I still run around with my kids? 
Can I still play with my family? Like you, you start thinking about things like that. Operative word is successful. Major League Baseball trying to come back, play 60 games in 66 days. That obviously has not been successful. The Marlins were hit super hard. The Redbirds were hit super hard. And now it's the Cincinnati Reds' turn to be wrapped up in the coronavirus. When we bring in one of their great players, signed a big free agent deal with the team, Nick Castellanos joins us yeah, Nick. today on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. He joins us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, as do all of our guests. So, Nick, thanks for being here. Good morning. The first thing I guess I would ask you here is that a couple of games in your four-game series with the Pirates were called off because of a positive test. Just take everyone inside what it's like to be a member of a Major League Baseball team right now, especially, of course, the one you play for. Well, well, first, can I say what's up to everybody? Before what's up? We get right into it? <laughs> what up, Nick? What up, Nick? How's everybody doing? Good. 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 All right. Now, what's your question? What is it like, now that the pleasantries are out of the way, what is it like to be a Major League Baseball player right now on a team that has had games pushed back because of the coronavirus? Uh, I guess it feels like a, I'm a normal citizen not going to the baseball field. <laughs> uh, I mean, we, we show up early. We Major League Baseball has protocols, so we got to go and we have to have a certain amount of negative tests. Um, you know, so we obviously we had one player uh, test positive, and um, now now I, I guess because of the other teams and they they they've had such large outbreak uh, outbreaks that we just want to take our time and make sure that it doesn't spread. But you know, so far so good, and you know we've had two games that obviously have been postponed, but hopefully we're back in there playing the Royals tomorrow. Nick, you're in the MVP conversation. Even you've definitely been playing like that. How much does that throw off your rhythm with this postponement? Uh, you just you don't pay attention to that crap, you know. Like it, it is, it is what it is. You know, whether you're playing or you're not playing, the only thing that I can control is what I can control, and I can't control obviously uh, all this coronavirus stuff. So. Just you make make the best of it, you know. And to be honest, with if if I'm if I'm giving, you know, if I'm giving all myself to my kid and Jess and being present here at the house, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not losing any rhythm. You sit, Nick. You sitting at ninety eleven in the central, and you know, how do you think this going to affect sort of a playoff push? Because there's only sixty games, and if you continue to miss games and not be able to reschedule double headers. What do you fall at then? I got no idea, man. That's a that's a commissioner question, and and fortunately, I'm a player, and I don't got to worry about crap like that. <laughs> but Nick, how open are you guys to the idea of playing in a bubble? It, it seems like the NBA playing in a bubble successful, MLS successful, NHL successful. Uh, when will we see the MLB potentially do that? That's another question for the commissioner. All right, here I go. I'm going to give you one then, Nick. Since everything for the commissioner, how hard is it playing with no fans in the stands? Uh, I, for me, the honest, it's, for me, it's, you know, I don't, I don't notice a difference because when, when the game starts, it's, I don't hear nothing else really, you know? Yeah, yeah. When you, when you look at it, though, does it change by not having – when you're at the plate, and in right. the outfield, dead center, you know, there's a, there, there's usually fans there. It's dark, and that ball coming out of the pitcher's hand. Can you pick it up pretty clear? Yeah, yeah. It's it's everything. All the 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 
elements of the game other than like you know it getting really loud for either favoring you or the opposing team uh, is is pretty much the same. You know, they still play your walkout music. They're still, uh, you know, in Cincinnati, they still put like scoreboard stumpers on. Uh, so but it's just the only thing that's different is there's not, you know, 30, 40,000 people watching you play every day. But, you know, honestly, when, when you get into the, kind of the rhythm of the game you know all that stuff disappears anyway nick we really appreciate you joining us i hope the team is able to stay safe and continue to test negative outside of that one particular case and hopefully we'll see you back on the diamond soon even if it means percentage winning percentage that gets you in to the playoffs it's a year unlike any other you guys are adjusting and we're hoping for the best for the reds nick thank you so much Nick, Thanks, Nick. Yeah, no, no, no more commissioner Thanks, questions to you next time, Nick. <laughs> yeah, I promise not, you that. I'm not good. I'm not. I'm not good at those questions, man. I, <laughs> you know, it's all good. We got you, Nick. We got you. Don't worry about it, big dog. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> Appreciate you guys. Nick, say y'all up here giving him questions like he the commissioner at a press. Say, conference. I'm not Rob Manford. <laughs> I can't answer this type man, of I'm stuff. I'm not Rob. <laughs> they, no. they need to go to a bubble though. No question about it. They need it. to go to a bubble. Remember, in order to 16 get to a teams this year are making the playoffs way more than ever before in Major League Baseball. 16 teams with 28 guys on an expanded roster. It might not be as easy as it sounds. I mean, but can you imagine that, though? If you get to a playoff well, see, scenario even, and then a team goes out, but do, the problem, you can't postpone games. You can't do that. One of the biggest problems, too, when they talked about two places that they would go, Arizona in particular, is a bubble. That's a hot spot. So now what? Well, I will I mean, say this the NBA has been able to accomplish their bubble in a hot spot in Florida. Just saying. It, it can be done. Yeah, but 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 in Florida as a whole state, but is Orlando is Orlando hot like yeah. Miami yes. and some of those other yes. places? It's hot. It's hot. Very hot. It can be done. So them IG models that they talking about letting in, in they might as well just <laughs> stay on out. That's hot too. <laughs> or as they say, people with long standing relationships. Yes. People long standing relationships. Euphemism. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. We are efforting Alex Rodriguez a little bit later this morning, so hang tight for that. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, Zubin Mahenti. Okay, so Nick, of course, plays in Cincinnati, not too far down the road, of course, is Columbus, Ohio, the home of the Ohio State. University. Earlier this morning, we had Justin Fields on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. He, over the weekend, essentially said, we're going to form a petition that's got a couple hundred thousand signatures on it, which you can get at Justin's Twitter feed, J-U-S-T-N Fields. That's Justin Fields without the I in Justin. And what they want to do with this petition with a couple hundred thousand signatures is to immediately reinstate the 2020 Big Ten football season, which, as you know, was postponed by the commissioner, Kevin Warren, last Tuesday. He is very adamant about this. When he joined us earlier this morning, I simply asked Justin Fields, what would be your message to the Big Ten commissioner, Kevin Warren, and all the powers that be if they're listening to you right now? My biggest message to them would just really just to get them to realize how bad our players want to play and just the guys that, you know, the guys that have come back for their fifth year, sixth year, come back off of injury. I think that uh, we, we owe it to those, to those guys the most. Uh, you know, I've, I've just seen behind the scenes and, and all the work that they put in and how much they really care about it. And um, I, I also believe all the coaches and, and all the parents, players, want us to play and they they also safe with the guidelines Ohio State has set so I just think that's the biggest uh message I'd like to get out to them 
That's Justin Fields on our program earlier this morning. If you want to hear it in its totality, our podcast, our first ever podcast, will be dropping later today, and you can listen to Justin Fields, who was super impressive, really impressed by the way he was able to really just be emotional, but at the same time be measured and really let you know how he feels about this season being taken away from them. The big issue here is equitable representation. How can you have people telling players what to do and not having the players have any say in their future? Jay, Key is big time former collegiate athletes. I know you've got a strong opinion on what you just heard from Justin Fields. Yeah, and, and you should have a say in what you're doing. You know, you're, you're the one who's out there playing. You're not reaping any benefits from doing it other than a degree that they tell you you got from a university and an opportunity to play football in an empty stadium where the universities are the ones benefiting. And we all know it's the bottom line. It's economics. This is the reason that this is the reasons the teams in the schools, in the conferences want to get on the field. They want to try to convince the players that this is okay. Oh, it's okay. They're not intentionally trying to have them contract the virus. Sure. No, of not at all. Not. Of course not. But they're also not trying to give them anything for that risk. And so for me, I look at it as Justin Fields is a player who doesn't have to play this year. He could potentially sit and still be a high draft pick in April's draft. If I was him, I would be focused in on those sort of things and helping the the, the financial side for the people that come before me. I mean, after me, from now till next September, I don't care about football if I'm him. I don't. I, all I care about is getting myself ready for the National Football League and what can I do for those that come behind? As a collegiate athlete, sometimes I need the adults in the room to protect me from myself. Mm. Of course he wants to play. They all do. Uh, they all do. Like, And this kid's going to have a phenomenal year. I, I'm jealous. Like, I wish I could have seen Justin Fields on, on the field mm-hmm. and do his thing. He's an incredible talent. He's going to be a big-time yes. professional football player. But the reality is that we do not have long-term data in place yet that would support that his safety would not be in jeopardy if but, he were to play. And this whole argument that people use, and I commend him for coming on our show and really establishing and articulating his point, but this whole thing about, like, well, there's a safer – environment for me playing football than going to class and things of that sort you can still be on campus and not compete against other universities and still practice football you can still have that safe environment and still not play collegiately against other teams in your conference you can still do that for a year I know it's tough but at the same time I I just don't like this position that some of these kids are in and, and key you know how this goes you know, coaches, I'm not saying coaches are doing it maliciously, but coaches go, we want you to play. No, we want absolutely. you to be here and, oh, and they're get you to buy into They're that telling you everything. Athlete. Oh, you need to play. You need to put more tape out there so that the scouts can see you. They don't have enough data on you. They're they going to give you everything, but I, I want to know who's communicating from a science doctor side to the kids. Like, who's really communicating? I know that they've talked to Commissioner Warren and they've talked to Larry Scott at the Pac-12 commissioner and gave them information, but who's talking to the kids? Well, the chief medical officer of the NCAA spoke out, and he pretty much said that he doesn't think we have enough in place for guys to play. Dr. Brian Hanline, he called it an extremely narrow window on CNN yesterday. And he there you go, think NCAA. That's going to change. Welcome to the party. <laughs> Welcome. You're finally here.
He doesn't think that's going to change at all, and that's the simple reason we can't do it. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone is America's number one battery destination. No matter what battery problems you're dealing with, you can find your solution at AutoZone. They have an extensive selection of reliable batteries starting at just $79.99. So next time you're having trouble starting that car, start at AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Much more Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin with A-Rod next. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Alex Rodriguez, who joins us this morning. Alex, great to have you here. First things first, put yourself back in the mode of a player. If you had to play through this coronavirus situation, especially with what's happened to the Marlins, the Cardinals, and now the Cincinnati Reds, who had a couple games canceled in their four-game series with the Buccos over the weekend, how would you feel and how would you approach it, Alex? Uh, Probably not as well as the players are doing today. I don't think players are getting really enough credit uh, in a non-bubble situation where there's travel, there's personnel that can go up to 50 people uh, on one plane, moving around different hotels. Uh, I know we've had situations with the Cardinals and and Marlins and others, but for the most part, uh, Major League Baseball and the players have done an outstanding job of entertainers and entertaining us, but also bringing some comfort foods to America, which is baseball. And, uh, you know, last night we had another great game with the Yankees and the Red Sox. And I'm uh, just really proud of the way the game is conducting itself right now. Alex, uh, you know, we were talking to Nick Castellanos from the Cincinnati Reds about this before, as we move closer and closer to the playoffs. Is there any intention, do you think, from Rob Manford or company to have the playoffs in a bubble-like scenario, considering how successful the NBA, NHL, and MLS have been? Yeah, it's a great question and thought. I mean, I think the NBA and NHL have done a fantastic job, and the numbers are off the charts uh, very uh, in a positive way. Um, I think there's a scenario that, that baseball can do the same, whether that's in Texas or Arizona or even uh, Angel Stadium or Dodger Stadium, where it's more contained. And it, quite honestly, that part would be really fun because that reminds me of playing, you know, regional sports uh, when, you, when I was a youngster. Hey, Rod, um, you, you're speaking of Dodgers and Dodgers Stadium. The Dodgers started off 
slow this year, kind of got things up and going, took the lead in first place, and playing exceptionally well on the road, 10-2 and two on the road while just 6-5 and five at home. What is it that they need to do to continue to just push forward? I'm sorry, I love the first part of your question. Can you repeat it, please? <laughs> I would... <laughs> oh God, Get him, A-Rod. You're Get killing him. me, A-Rod. <laughs> what team are we talking about again? No, I was saying that the Dodgers started off slow this year. They finally got things kind of cooking and moving in the right direction. They are now in sole possession of first place. They're 10-2 and two on the road while just 6-5 and five at home. What is it that they need to do to continue to push forward toward the deep playoff run? Oh, yeah. No, the Dodgers, they're a juggernaut. I'm not concerned – at all with them. I mean, now uh, I think the killer bees uh, is the key for them with Bueller, uh, Bellinger, and Betts. And they're too strong, too deep, too powerful, very much like the Yankees. I mean, I can certainly see a rematch of the 1981 World Series uh, of the Yankees going up against the Dodgers. Dodgers would be just fine. Hey, Alex. A reminder, we're joined by Alex Rodriguez here on the Shell Penzoil Performance Line. We have a little bit of breaking news I just want to get your reaction to, and this is really interesting. This just in from baseball's best insider, Jeff Passan. He is reporting that one Indians player, not named, said he would opt out of the season if Mike Clevenger and Zach Plesak, a couple of guys that went out after a game in Chicago, publicly shamed, publicly named, if they remained on the active roster, these two guys that broke protocol, Passon is reporting one of their teammates would opt out of the season. This is just coming across right now. What do you make of it, Alex? I think, look, you can call it regular season, but there's nothing regular about, you know, 2020 for Major League Baseball. You have to respect people's, uh, you know, rights and, and decisions. And uh, you just got to slow, uh, you know, flow with the times. And uh, and that's just it. The one thing that makes the season so unique, it doesn't matter who we handicap today. If one person, if one big picture uh, gets injured or gets COVID-19, that changes the entire landscape of who we think can be the world champion. So if I'm out there playing today, I just want to stay close because anything can happen. And a middle-of-the-road team, the fact that the Baltimore Orioles can sneak into the postseason if it ended today, that's a great thing for the Orioles, but even a better thing for Major League Baseball because it promotes parity. Couldn't agree more. Teams like the Detroit Tigers, who lost over 100 games last year, they're playing good baseball. The O's, I believe, lost 105 the year before that. So you're right. More than any time ever, 16 teams in the playoffs. We'll see what happens. Last thing, you just hit it on in your previous answer. And I know you were a great, great hitter in your day, but I think it is very concerning. Major League Baseball at all levels with all teams, very concerned about the spate of pitching injuries this year. I think we knew there were going to be some because of the layoff, Alex, but how concerned are you? People around Major League Baseball are fretting with the number of injuries we're seeing from some of the biggest arms in the game. Well, it's no surprise to me. Pitchers have never thrown harder. Um, you know, you have relievers now that on average throw 96 to 97 miles per hour. Uh, you know, pitchers are pitching less, throwing more. Uh, and then you add... Uh, you know, summer camp 2.0 for spring training. And it usually takes seven to eight weeks to get a pitcher's arm and body and legs and mechanics uh, to work and to try to rush that into, you know, two, three, four weeks um, is a stretch. Alex, I have to ask you a very serious question. 
when are we buying the Mets? <laughs> when are we buying the Mets? <laughs> We're behind you. We want to get it done. How do we get it done? <laughs> oh, man. Well, what, what a great franchise. New York, you know, I'm a New Yorker, but the one thing is, uh, I wish I could talk about that, but I've signed more more NDAs than I have contracts <laughs> in my life. So I, I'm back. But listen, uh, I love baseball. Uh, I'm giddy. I do one game a week. I wish I was doing five games a week. But either way, I'm watching baseball seven days a week. And, and I got to tell you, fellas, I'm so excited about 2020. It has forced us into the next uh, future years of, of things we should be doing. Whether look, we should try a lot of things. Like the men on second extra innings, great. We have an expanded roster. Uh, love the seven innings. Uh, if, if you don't have a strong open, maybe seven innings is better for you. But I, I like different strategies, the way we slotted the postseason. I think our engagements have been great. The numbers on TV have been fantastic. And it's 60 games. That's the NCAA baseball season. It's a college season. It's a sprint, not a marathon. And baseball is doing his very best and showing off in a good way. Zubin, that's when you know he's going to be an owner. He just answered the question without, without answering, answering the, the question. question. <laughs> Boom. Boom, Alex. <laughs> well done. It was great to listen to you last night at the Red Sox and the Yankees, and we'll have you and the crew ready for the Phillies and the Braves on Sunday night. Alex, thanks for joining us here today on Day One. We really appreciate it. Good luck, A-Rod. Thanks for having me. Good luck with the show, guys. It'll be a great listen. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you, Alex. Sports Center brought to you by Sport Clips. It's a new season at Sport Clips Haircuts. All stylists are clean, certified, and guy smart. Get yourself back in the game with Sport Clips MVP experience. Enjoy a hot steam towel, relaxing shampoo, and winning cut. Check in online. Walk out with confidence. Still, did you, did you, here's my problem. Go did ahead. You think we, have really? a, we, we have a, a, a Yankee legend okay. on the phone. Do right. you think I can ask him a question about, you know, Judge? You know, somebody on the – I mean, this guy goes right to the Dodger questions. <laughs> yeah. Right away. Yeah. Right away. No, I want to talk about A-Judge. No, no, what are you doing? And you went to – you asked him about <laughs> the something bubble. He, he certainly was never going to add, answer, which was buying the team. I had he to was ask not, him that. He was not going to tell you anything. That's called journalism. Yeah, he wasn't going to. I had to ask him that. Oh, now you're a germ spreader. Got it. By the way, Judge could be back on Saturday. He said that yesterday. That would be huge for the Yankees, who are banged up. Still to come, what would Justin Fields, the Ohio State stud quarterback, tell Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren if he had him on the phone after over the weekend demanding the season be reinstated via petition? Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bought, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. 
Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com slash morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash morning, code morning, for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Our final salvo before I let you go as we welcome you back to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We're coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. And if you were with us this morning, 810 Eastern Time, we had the biggest newsmaker of the weekend on. And that's what you can expect each and every morning on this program. If something's happened and someone's saying something, we're going to do our darndest to get them on the program. And today that was Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields, who laid out a passionate case for why the Big Ten should reinstate their season. He's got a petition with over 200,000 signatures. Jay, that essentially says, bring it back now. As you know, the season was postponed by the commissioner on Tuesday. So after hearing what he said, and if you didn't here, if you're just joining us, the podcast will drop a little bit later today. I'm sure it's all over your phone. Here's a little bit of a snippet of what Field said earlier today on our program. My biggest message to them would just really just to get them to realize how bad our players want to play and just the guys that, you know, the guys that have come back for their fifth year, sixth year, come back off of injury. I think that uh, we, we owe it to those to those guys the most. Uh, you know, I've, I've just seen behind the scenes and, and all the work that they put in and how much they really care about it. And um, I, I also believe all the coaches and, and all the parents, players want us to play. And they, they all feel safe with the guidelines Ohio State has set. So I just think that's the biggest uh, message I'd like to get out to them. When Justin said the word them, I would tell them he was referring to the Big Ten and their commissioner, Kevin Warren, the NCAA's chief medical officer, and even his own AD, uh, Gene Smith. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Indeed. If finding a high impact hire is a serious goal for your business, use Indeed. Their flexible payment options mean a better bang for your buck with no long-term contracts. They'll even give you a $75 credit Mm -hmm. to begin. Now, one thing I should mention right off the top is that if you look at the situation for what it is, again, you can hear the entire conversation on our podcast. That was his strongest comment right off the top. But what really struck me is what he said, the moment it'll hit me, Jay, is I'm a Big Ten player, they're telling me I can't play. And then I tune in September 12th or September 26th, and I'm watching the Big 12 kids go. I'm watching my brothers in the SEC and the ACC go, and I'm sitting there in front of my TV realizing they're going, I'm not. He said, yeah, it's painful now, but if we get to that moment... It's going to break my heart. Yeah, it, it will be painful. I mean, we still don't know if that's actually going to happen, if those conferences are going to move forward and play. All I would say is this. You know, Justin Fields said, you know, we owe it to our teammates for how hard we worked. You also owe it to yourself about player safety and health. 
The one question that both Keisha and I are adamant about is that we do not have long-term evidence that would state that there's no lingering effects of having COVID-19. And I have to agree with Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner, on this. At the end of the day, not knowing is not good enough for these college players. Yeah, you, It's not you, good enough. You have to know what's going on, not just from college player standpoint, but everyday life. People that's walking around, your family, all of those sort of things that we're dealing with. If we knew, that's a different story. Right. right? If we knew the long-term effects or we had a vaccine that, that, that was out there, that's something totally different. But the fact that people are trying to push them to play, it's crazy. Like, why are you study trying to push players to get on the field so you can see football? Being selfish, that's not, that's not the way to go. One of the biggest arguments that Fields has made is saying, why don't the student athletes have any say in what is going to happen to the student athletes? He just feels like they have not had a place at the table well, in, in this. Well, in this situation, they don't need a voice. They don't need a voice in this. You're a trust the experts uh, guy. I'm a trust the experts guy. You you don't need a voice in this. I really disagree with you on that. No, you don't need a voice in this, though, Jay. You don't need a voice in it because they want to play. You want to play. Your mission is to get on the field and get on the court, not to think about what ifs. You just said... The long-term effects. I agree, but we can't be selective on when we choose to hear the player's voice. They should always have a voice. Whether we disagree or agree with their voice, those you, are two they, completely they, different they arguments. Can, they can certainly have a voice. There's no question about it. But if you're saying and you're saying the right things and you're listening to the people that are the medical experts in this situation and you're not pushing back against them, clearly Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten, heard what he needed to hear, as well as Larry Scott in the Pac-12 conference. You have to admit that it's very disorienting knowing that Larry Scott and Kevin Warren have both said these things, but yet you're watching the SEC, you're watching the Big 12. Bob Bowlesby said that our information, I trust our information better than I trust. Big 12 commissioner. Big 12 commissioner, yes. But, so, but check uh, out. But check I, out the, I, 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 I agree with you. No. All I'm saying, though, is the fact that he was able to put together a petition and utilize his voice, like that's power. And no, that's I do want cool. the acting athletes that's to recognize good. There's nothing, power. There's nothing wrong with doing that, but I'm talking about medical stuff. I, hear, I agree I'm with talking you. about family contracting a virus and taking it back to somebody who takes it to somebody else who takes it to somebody else, and you just passing it alone to get on the football field. Coaches, just imagine, man, a liability. There's, there's so many coaches with underlying conditions because of age. Yeah, elderly guys. Yeah, that's old. they're older. Now, all of a sudden – Something happens to somebody in one of these SEC, ACC conferences yeah. that's trying to continue to push to play football for what? You're a Pac-12 guy. For whatever reason, let's just say this Big Ten petition works. I know we're coming to the end of our program this morning. Thanks for being with us. But if you're in a situation where they see the public tide change and somehow the Big Ten plays football in 2020, as a Pac-12 guy, do you envision that could happen to the Pac-12 next? No, I don't think I don't. I don't think either one. But no, I don't think that the Pac-12 just because the Big Ten does it, the Pac-12 is going to do it. That and I'll say this: the Pac-12 tsunami. has provided transparency to the player about what procedures were in place that ultimately led to this conclusion. My one thing I will say about yeah. Justin Fields is this: agree to disagree on his petition and whether he wants to play or not. The one thing I do not want these players to lose sight of, in which he stated, he's like, "Hey, look, I want to play about football. I'll worry about the We Are United things afterwards." Don't lose sight of that, players. Don't lose sight of the fact that you have all the leverage in the world. What you ask for, you have the opportunity to get right now. Hold their feet to the fire. And even if you don't get it right now for your season, you can get it for somebody else in the future. 
that's for transparency. You're right. The Pac-12 saying exactly why we're doing things. The parents in the Big Ten are wondering, why can't you tell us what's going on? Why would you put a schedule out and then less than a week later cancel the season? We need to know the answers to those questions. It was a great first day. For Keyshawn, J. Will, I'm Zubin Mahenti. Oh. Keyshawn working on his jumper on Make TV. Greeny's coming your way at noon Eastern. It's a brand new era oh. for ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.